Welcome to the Hump Podcast. This is Christian Naylor, joined alongside with two great-looking men of God. We got Micah Hescock and Garrett Crawford. I'm laughing because he's got a box of Lee's chicken as we record this podcast. That boy is hungry. Uh, but hey, welcome to the Hump Podcast. If this is your first time, it's good to meet you. Uh, if you've been listening to us, we thank you. Uh, and we would just ask that, uh, gosh, this would mean the world to us, if you would subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, or even if you'd like to share this on social media, that would mean a lot to all the guys in here uh, today. We've been going over a series. What's the series called? What was the title of it? Overlooked? Overlooked. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So our it. series title is Overlooked. So We've been looking at different doctrines and um, different theological concepts and, and just maybe diving in things that might we overlook in the church uh, that are important in our faith. And today we are talking about three things that probably get brought up or at least probably should get brought up in every sermon that's preached. And that is grace, mercy, and forgiveness. And we're looking at those three words, grace, mercy, and forgiveness. And we're going to be answering the question, are these three the same? Are they different? Are they both? So guys, how you doing? Hey, what is up, man? <laughs> I am living the dream. I'll go ahead and jump in. Let Garrett finish eating over here. Um, Garrett's a mom. Garrett. done. I'm just down to the potato wedges now. Oh, just yeah. to the. So you eat separate? Oh yeah, I can't eat. I do this. I can't mix together. I, I can. I can mix though. Like, see, like if, like yeah. for instance, I always say, like, if you have peas and carrots on the plate, like I, I would mix them up, meet them, and not think anything of it. But oh. I am just compartmental. Like I just kind of yeah. like I so start you, you, with. One I thing. know why. So for us. And growing up in high school, you know how you had those those trays that had <laughs> yeah. squares on them. Yeah. Well, we put each each spot was in each piece of food was in a different square, and I couldn't eat the next square until I eat the square ate the square before it. What? And I would always start with my least favorite thing. Yes. And work to the I best. Do that. Yes. And then I would drink my milk last. Yeah. Well. So you didn't even take a drink. Mm. See, I, I can't do. I have to take a drink every single yeah. body, or I feel like I'm choking. See, I might like I may mix in a drink, but it's not like like. I'm in between you guys. Like Garrett yeah. doesn't drink something you have to drink throughout. I'm I'm kind of mixed. I'm I'm I may or may not take a drink. Oh, I have to. Depends on what I'm eating too. Like if so, like for instance, if I got a cheeseburger and fries, yeah. if I pick up the cheeseburger, I'm, I can't put it down. Oh yeah, you told us that the other night. Yeah, I think that's I told the you weirdest about, thing. I can't like <laughs> because especially because it. If I get a cheeseburger, it's like it's messy. Is yeah, that well, it's like it's loaded, right? Like so I'm not like, getting a dainty yeah. like one patty and one piece. Of, like it's gonna be like falling apart. So if I set it down, it all falls apart. So and if you like, get a phone call eating a cheeseburger, they just have to wait till you yeah, finish the or whole I, thing. Or I knuckle it, I hit it, the phone in my knuckle and turn on speaker. <laughs> can, can you just imagine Micah eating a cheeseburger? Let's say he's at um, he's at this cheeseburger joint. He's eating this nice juicy cheeseburger. And let's say somebody comes in robbing the place. Yeah. You ain't going to let go pr- of the cheeseburger. I mean, you're you're going to run out with a cheeseburger in your I, hands. I don't know. <laughs> well, stay there. Well, to be honest, throw at, that the point, cheeseburger at, him. <laughs> at that point, I probably wouldn't be worried about finishing the cheeseburger. That would be the whole concept is if I'm going to finish it, I, I just can't like I can't set it down because then it's just going to fall apart. And then you can never pick it back up the same way. That's it's funny. just my brain, bro. It that's doesn't, weird. It's not the same as everyone else's, and that's and, okay. And I feel like with Garrett's like. But I do save the best for last. If I'm eating like, let's say, steak with sides. Yeah. If I'm hungry, if I know I'm hungry, I'll start with the sides and I'll Man. eat them because that way I get to the steak and I'm like, oh, snap. See, that's I feel like the sides complement the main dish, though. I but like if I know together. I'm getting full, I will stop and then I'll go to the steak because I don't want to reheat it later. Well, that's you know how I, mean? I am. And mom mom told me once because I, I expressed to her, Man, I always overeat when we're at a restaurant. She said, 
don't eat the sides. Eat eat the sides last. Eat the the main stuff yeah, first, right. so then you know you have room for that. Eat what's so I do that a little first. bit more now. Yeah, I'm not as bad That's as true. I used to be. Eat what you're paying for, right? The exactly. sides are complimentary. Like if I were a really, steak, but... the green beans they gonna have to wait. Yeah, and, and to be honest, logically, like that makes more sense. Like you eat because it's hot. You know, you, yep. you you eat it first while it's it's most fresh, I guess, and it's it's ready to be eaten. But I don't. I mean, I just I think backwards, man. I don't know what to tell you. That's crazy. Yeah, with some weird guys in here. Yeah. So grace, mercy, and grace, mercy. Yeah. So speaking about chicken and yeah. Steak. Uh, so give me grace for being weird. Um, I think that's how that works. So well, actually, yeah, we're uh, looking grace forward. Grace is not defined in that way. Yeah. Well, grow up. So um, I'm just telling you from the Greek standpoint. Well, why don't you keep eating over there while we talk, and then when you're done, you can talk. So um, what did you say? I think I missed what you said. No, I just said give me grace for. Oh, okay. That. Just kidding. So, um, but yeah, looking forward to getting this conversation. Um, I remember, and we'll talk about it here in a little bit, and I'll probably tell the story. I remember where I was when I first understood the subtle difference between grace and mercy. It's subtle in description, but in reality, it's a pretty big difference. I mean, yeah. it. I mean, they do go hand in hand. You almost, it's one of those that I don't know. You know, it seems like they just you say one, and the other's right there with it. They're kind of like, you know, stepbrothers. Um. And they go really well together, but they do have a very subtle, um, def- definitive difference. The definition of them is kind of subtle. Like you yeah. switch like three words and it's different, but the uh, meaning behind it is huge and the implications of it are, are pretty different uh, in, what, in terms of, <clears throat> of following Jesus. Uh, and obviously forgiveness um, kind of goes hand in hand with those as well. So looking forward to that, guys. Uh, excited for this discussion. Um, for all of those that are listening, like Christian said, I'm glad he welcomed in any new listeners. Um, excited to be able to do this podcast. Uh, like we've said before, it, it really is a joy for us. We get to learn a lot from each other. Um, and as always, it's important that the reason we do this, we want you to grow deeper in your relationship as well. So so take something. <laughs> I mean, and Garrett, drop the mic. Oh, goodness. Drop the mic one time. Mike dropped you didn't say anything to drop anything. the mic. Um, I just destroyed everyone's eardrums. Yeah, sorry for listeners. I, I'll try to cut that out. Uh, if you didn't hear anything, then you're welcome because Gary dropped the mic and it made a really loud noise. So, um, yeah, what I was saying was uh, grow deeper as we we want to help you grow deeper in your relationship as we are trying to grow deeper in ours. So anytime we have something that we talk about that you're interested in, man, go look it up for yourself. Don't take our word for it. Take some maybe some scriptures we quote. Go read them yourself uh, and study them on your own. Um, that's that's the goal of this podcast is to help everyone, us and you, uh, grow deeper and share it with your friends. Uh, someone's got questions. Hopefully, we've got a podcast that we discuss those questions and and maybe give some scriptural truth. So Grace, Grace, uh, you know what I always understood. I it. don't know who that is. Is that oh Grace, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, I got Actually, you. my brother's girlfriend's name is Grace. Really? That's, yeah, that's mine's cool, not. I guess. <laughs> my, no. Yeah. Go but, ahead. But sorry. yeah, so Grace. You think about grace, uh, and I'm sure Garrett will share the Greek word with us. Uh, is it charis? Charis. Charis. Uh, but but grace, you know, I do know someone. We named think about Karis. grace. We think about <laughs> we think about unmerited favor. So, so grace is something um, that you that you receive, but you don't deserve it. Mm. Uh, it's his favorite. For example, like uh, I think about Christmas. I love Christmas. My favorite holiday. Uh, my parents. It's Give lit. me gifts. I'm I'm 24 years old, and my parents still buy me gifts. I don't know when the cutoff date is. I mean, uh, I guess when my you get siblings are like in their 30s, and my parents still get them gifts. Oh, so. that's good to know. So, you know, that's I think good. we, we well, got at least 10 more. Well, years. good. I still 10 got 10 years. years. Uh, there you go. So, but I think like 
I do nothing to deserve those Christmas gifts. Like, okay, you can say, oh, you've been a good you're, kid. You're a good I'm boy. not being naughty. You're a you good know? child. <laughs> but I think in reality, like, I'm their son, but I, I don't think I do anything to deserve those gifts. I, I mean, I try to be the best son that I can, mm. but my mom and dad, though they don't have to get me Christmas gifts, they do it. And I think it's showing grace. It, it's showing that, hey, hey, Christian, we're showing favor on you, that, that, that we love you, and, and we just want to do this for you. Now, mercy. Uh, when, when we think about mercy, mercy is not getting what you deserve. Mm. Uh, so, for example, I, uh, I actually shared this not long ago. I shared this story in a sermon. Uh, I was preaching on mercy at our church, and uh, this is crazy. We had a—I'll share this story with you guys. My buddy, we were um, very It's just us here. Don't worry. It's just us here talking. No okay. one's listening. <laughs> right. Share your inner thoughts. <laughs> let inner let me share this with you. This is embarrassing, but i got to share it. So me and my buddy, we were very competitive, and we were playing basketball. I had this little basketball hoop in our playroom growing up. We were about in fifth, fifth or sixth grade, and my uh, um, we had a Nintendo Wii at the time. And this Wii, uh, somehow it was like in the floor, and we weren't worried about really breaking anything in the house. There wasn't really anything in that playroom to break uh, except the Wii. So, so, so this ball bounced, and me and him, we go, and we're tackling each other, uh, and we're wrestling for it, and all of a sudden one of our toes hits like the eject button on the Wii somehow. The Wii game comes out, and another one of our toes hits the Wii, breaks off in half, so half of it goes in the Wii, and then half of it comes out. Wow. Crazy. Uh, so as this happened, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, oh my gosh. Because if it was one of my games, I wouldn't be worried at all. I'm like, oh, we got plenty of games. But the problem is we just rented that game. Back in the day, y'all remember like Movie Gallery? Back in the day. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> when you could rent games from, we had a uh, Blockbuster went out of business. Yeah. The Movie Gallery came in. Shout oh, out yeah. to those two. But um, so we rented this game. So I'm like, oh shoot, what are we going to do? And, and I'm ashamed just of this. Just duct tape it. Oh, no worse. Um, I'm ashamed of this, but I, I fished out the uh, pieces with a screwdriver out of the Wii system, mm. and uh, we just put it back in the case and shut it. Uh, so w- w- we shut the case. We <laughs> This is bad. My mom says, hey, I'm ready to return the game. I was like, here, Mommy. Uh, and I give her this mm. game. I'm like, oh, shoot, problem solved. Like, they're not going to look at it. The next person that opens it is going to be the prop. So anyways, we give, that, we give it to my mom. The next day, my mom comes at me heated. And my mom's like, when, when my mom's mad, it's scary. Yeah. And she's going off. She's like, because just think about her. She was so Dude, embarrassed. your mom's way too sweet to go exactly. off. No, no she, was, she was so embarrassed because I think she returns this game. They open it and they go, um, ma'am, y- your game's broken. So honestly, she's mad. She comes back, yells at me, and then she goes and gets dad. So my buddy's gone oh. at the time. It's the next day. My dad comes in. Oh. And, uh, I knew I was getting ready to get whooped. Now, in the Naylor household, I don't know if you guys got spankings. I don't know if you believe in spankings, but in the Naylor household, we believe in whoopings. Yeah. Uh, In fact, we had this. I'll show you guys. We had a principal paddle this long. Yeah. He's Uh, holding up his hands at about two feet. About Yeah, probably about two feet long. Huge wooden principal paddle. And I knew my dad was getting ready to beat the brakes off. Not like beat, beat, but like he's going to whoop me pretty hard. Discipline you Uh, firmly. Yes, discipline (laughs) me very firmly. So I'm just waiting for it. He comes in there. He's disappointed. Um, but what was, what was crazy is that my daddy looks at me, and probably my first lesson on mercy, he says, Christian, I'm going to show you what mercy is. And I'm like, okay. What you talking about? Uh, he goes, look, you deserve to get whooped. You deserve to be grounded. Um, but I just want you to know I love you, and we're not going to do anything. And I remember in that moment, like, my eyes, like, like 
Dad, dad why are you? Well, you're not going to do anything? Yeah. And Dad said, not a Christian, like, I'm going to show you mercy. And he showed me mercy. And I remember that. I remember that moment, and I don't think, like, from that point on, there was never an instance, uh, you know, like that again because of the effect that that mercy had on me. So, so mercy is is not getting what I deserved. I deserved the spanking. I deserved to get grounded, but I didn't get anything. Um, and I just remember that to yeah. this day. Yeah, that's a, exactly what you said. That's how my dad <clears throat> described it to me um, as a kid, the difference between mercy and forgiveness is, you know, mercy is not getting um, something you do deserve and grace is getting something you don't deserve. Um, and it makes it really simple. And that's how I describe it now. When students ask me or if I'm asking students like that's, that's my description of those. Um, so yeah. But there's one more word. Like that. Huh? But there's one more word. Yeah, there's one more. Forgiveness. Mm. How would y'all describe forgiveness? I actually didn't think about this one to be honest. <clears throat> well, see when I, when I do these definitions, when you look at the Greek, um, chorus is the word for grace and uh, Elios is the word for mercy, and those two words, if if you really look at the meaning behind them, that word charis mm-hmm. just means generosity. Yeah, um, we grace is a word that we placed into charis, um, so we kind of hold this word up higher. But in the Koine Greek, yeah. what the Bible is written in, that word really would have just kind of in that culture meant generosity. So if you think of it in that terms, grace is someone generously out of what an abundance of what they have mm-hmm. giving you what you don't have. Mercy denotes pity. Um, so so that word Elios, um, Elios is kind of meaning something like, I see you in your condition, yeah. and I have compassion, I have sadness, I'm filled with... Um, I'm filled with sympathy, sympathy yeah. for your plight, and I'm going to, out of that that sympathy, extend something to you. Um, and so I, I don't think either of those definitions you gave before, I, I've heard those before, I've used them before, um, I, I don't think they're wrong, but I think at the core of the word, grace means generous. Right. And it says that, and, and it shows, you know, God is a God of grace. He's a God that out of his overflowing goodness in his nature he gives generously and bestows that goodness upon us because he's also merciful meaning he has eyes that takes pity on us Mm -hmm. and he sees that you know we're incapable of doing things ourselves so he has to have generosity of goodness combined with mercy that sees our plight and our our uh, fallibility and those two go to hand in hand together as he extends forgiveness. So grace and mercy, do y'all think they're always hand in hand? Can you have grace without mercy? Hmm. Or is mercy and grace always playing I think beside each other? Actionably, with within God's forgiveness, he has to have grace and mercy. Like, doesn't the grace come from extend. his mercy? I, I don't think so. I mean, you can maybe say that. I, I don't know. I, I think... Um, I think if you were going to clarify it that way, I'd say the grace, the the yeah, grace comes from His mercy yeah, that He, he takes it pity because He sympathizes but, with. But at the same time, you're you're also saying you know He's generous. So if He was simply generous and not merciful, then it's just His goodness overflows without without point. Like mm-hmm. it, it's just you know if something sometimes you might. Some have something good to you for no reason, or yeah. you, you're, you've been 
it, there's no logic to it. Without mercy, that grace has no logic. Meaning, some someone might be uh, forgiven of their sins and being shown grace for no actionable reason. Mm. Mercy says, "I see you. I see your attitude. I see that you understand you're fallible. I see that you understand that you can't do this on your own. And because I'm, I, I'm filled with grace because my goodness is overflowing." I'm going to choose to give that to you out of my overflowing mercy. Yeah. If he wasn't merciful, he wouldn't choose where the grace went. If he was merciful without being gracious, then he would just look at you and say, oh, poor guy, and so move confused. on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like if uh, I, I think you could show, you can show grace without mercy, for example. Yes, they go hand in hand plenty of times, but let's say I'm in a restaurant and you guys have probably had somebody pay for your food at a restaurant. Uh, maybe some of you didn't know. Uh, now, there's two things. They could be showing grace and mercy in that moment. They could be saying, man, poor Micah, poor he, boy. We can tell. That dude wears T-shirt and basketball shorts. He ain't got money. <laughs> we to need pay to pay for, for his meal. And then they show mercy. They have this compassion for you. Then they show grace to you. Yeah. But also, I think that, you know, like, I've had people pay for my food that, you know, hopefully they're not looking at me like, oh, look at this bum. <laughs> but but they just, out of their generosity, as Garrett was saying, um, they simply pay for your meal just because they want to be generous, just because yeah, like the, they want to. It's a drive-thru at McDonald's when someone pays in front of you. Except for me, they look at my car and they're like, jeez, <laughs> oh, poor guy. They're like, is that duct tape on the, <laughs> on the tires? <laughs> I got some zip ties on it. <laughs> no, yeah. but I think you're right. I mean, I think that's a, a, yeah. a good way to I look at that. It can coincide, but it can yeah. Um, yeah. be separated. I mean, th- think of it this way. If you're walking down the street and you see someone, a homeless person sitting there in a box, mm-hmm. um, you can show mercy on that person by looking down at him saying, man, I'm sorry you're in that situation, yep. and then move on. Or you can show grace to them by walking by and saying, here, take some coins and take some take some money and moving on. You didn't show mercy. You don't have any compassion towards them. You just right. threw them money. Which it seems like happens. Yeah, which seems like a happens lot. a lot. Just- if you show grace and mercy, you come up to them, you sit down next to them, you talk to them, you see their situation, you have compassion on them, you have pity on them, and before you leave, you extend generosity to them. Mm-hmm. That's grace and mercy going hand in hand. But you can have one without the other. Now, forgiveness is the act of God bringing grace and mercy hand in hand. Mm-hmm. That's That's... So that that's the way I see it. So we would say forgiveness ties the two together. together. Yeah, because it's through forgiveness that God's overflowing goodness is poured out in a specific way through his mercy so that should we should we see that we are in a pitiful state, we can accept that forgiveness that that he's giving to us. So what would we give? Let's give a let's give forgiveness a definition. Um if we had to define forgiveness, what are we going to call it? What, what are we, what are we going to give the definition of forgiveness? Now, see, in, in my understanding, you know, you can look at grace and mercy as an attribute mm-hmm. or um, an adjective. Um, forgiveness probably could be one too. I, forgiving, yeah, forgiving would be yeah. an attribute, but forgiveness is a verb. It's an action, and so my definition of it would be the act of God bringing together grace and mercy for because um, it's hard for to define something it. we don't deserve. Yeah. Or, it's hard for me yeah. to define it without using the word forgiven. Yeah. yeah. You know, like forgiveness, I want to say like the act of forgiving somebody. Yeah. Which is true, but at the same time. It's like time, we all know what it is, but it's one of those that like you all, you, we know what the word means, but like it's hard to like give the actual like 
you know. I guess in in terms of debtor, you know, it would it would be the act of um, wiping the slate clean. Even like I looked up the definition of forgiveness, the action or process of forgiving or being forgiven. <laughs> it's like 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 we're saying, it's almost hard. To <laughs> yeah, like, it's <laughs> it's hard to like define it exactly. Um, it's one of those that. But yeah, I like what you said, Gary. That's kind of what I was thinking with with the act of wiping clean is is almost forgetting someone's wrongdoings. Yeah. And that word forgetting really meaning forgetting them, not temporarily so I can use it against them later, mm. but truly wiping that slate clean um, uh, and and totally forgetting someone's wrongdoings or iniquities against you or other people um, that you see. And I think, um, you know, I think that that is a good way to think about it is, is totally... Um, Forgetting those wrongdoings yeah. wow. and leaving those behind. Yeah, um, I was looking at uh, and giving in, mercy and grace. For you us. know, in Luke chapter seven, we look at the parable of the two debtors, and um, Jesus he uh, these two debtors, and one owes five hundred denarii, and the other owns fifty uh, or owes fifty, and uh, he he forgives them. Uh, and, and this is what it says in verse forty-two, or excuse me, verse um, forty-three. Simon answered. Uh, answering Jesus, oh, no, excuse me, I was right, 42. Uh, he says, when they were unable to repay, it says he canceled the debts of both. Mm. Uh, and I look at forgiveness as canceling the debt. So so forgiveness like uh, Micah owes me $50, Garrett owes me $1,000. If I canceled that debt, that's me forgiving them. Yeah. Um, that, hey, mm. guys, you don't owe me anymore. Though technically, like, you owe me one. I'm saying no. You now don't owe me yeah, any longer. We're totally. Uh, there's no interest. There's no. <laughs> there's no IOUs. There's. Hey, look. Just don't pay me back. Four percent. But, but seriously, Mike, I need that ten dollars. Yeah, though. but seriously, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, and I, and you have to qualify that by saying, and I know I feel like I'm a broken record today, but grace and mercy go hand in hand with forgiveness. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, because it's, it is possible. For someone to go up to you and say, um, "Hey, I'm I'm wiping away the debt you owe me." Now, think about that in terms of e- e- eternality. I mean, if you constantly keep building more and more debt on and on for eternity, no one's going to cancel that. No, mm-hmm. no one in their right mind is going to cancel that. In the sense of sin, you know. In perpetuity, God has said, humanity has moved against me and has corrupted its nature, and and yet I'm wiping the slate clean. And I'm not doing that simply because you deserve it. I'm not doing that because I receive benefit out of that. That's another aspect of forgiveness. It's, right. it's doing something without retaining any benefit for those actions, yeah. you know, a, a debtor might wipe away, or some someone who has loaned money to someone might wipe, wipe away their debts so that they'll take out more debt. Or you know, yeah. there might be a hidden agenda. For God, there's no yeah. real hidden agenda. It's just saying, out of my goodness, which incorporates His love, out of my goodness, out of my love, out of my desire for you, I'm giving you grace. Because we can't give God anything. Yeah, you know, I'm, like you said, if like, like in my example, I was sharing. If I forgave y'all's debts, maybe I forgave it because I wanted us to remain friends. Like, mm-hmm. like, like I get something out of it, yeah. or maybe I wanted something else from Garrett. Or yeah. God doesn't need anything. Well, and me. that's in the in this whole picture. You know, people 
I've heard the argument from from atheists that will say, um, you know, God only forgives for so that you give him praise, or you know, he does all of this for a purpose. Like he doesn't do this without reason, and that's that's simply impossible to be the case because if the God of the Old Testament is the God that we worship, then that's a God who doesn't need our glo- need us to glorify him. He doesn't no. require our he praise. He wants it, but he doesn't need it. Yeah, and it's, and it's not even like a desire for him. It's like, man, I, I really wish that that they were giving me that praise today. It's <laughs> No, it's, it's more like, you know, our praise is an expression of our devotion. It has nothing to do that he desires it. It just should be our desire to well, give it. And mm-hmm. I think... What you just said, it reminds me, it makes me think of Job and the the all that he went through, and yet he still worshiped God. Mm. Um, all the loss, especially initially, of course, we see as he as the book progresses, there's a severe wrestling in his faith. I mean, he really is, is wrestling with his friends. This is all metaphorical. He's not literally wrestling. With, but he's wrestling with that idea of um, God has taken everything for, or, you know, everything has been taken from me. But it takes a long time, I mean, to get there. And so even in the initial stages, like all of his family dies, he loses all his, um, what I would call money through his livestock, through all, you know, buildings, all that stuff. Um, loses all that stuff covered in boils. I mean, like physically is affected um, and is at the point where he wants to just die. He's just like, God, just take me because this sucks, for lack of a better word. Like, this is awful. Um, but yet he's still, even in his lament you see this with david and and some other psalmists but um even in his lament he still is saying is still worshiping god even in the struggle Mm -hmm. and to what you were saying a minute ago garrett i think that's the true essence of worshiping god is worshiping him even when everything isn't going well um Mm -hmm. not just even when we feel like we've received grace and mercy but even when we're in uh the valley uh even when we're in the the dark um darkest night of, of life um we uh, darkest night of the soul. That's what it was. That's what I was trying to think of. Um, but yeah, even worshiping him in those terrible, terrible times, mm-hmm. that is true and honest worship. Um, and God desires that worship, not worship based on merit, you know, based yeah. on what he gives us. And, oh, thanks, God, you gave me grace. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to worship you. That's an if-then faith. If you give me this, then I'll worship you. Yeah. He wants an e- uh, uh, even if yeah, even if this doesn't happen, I'll worship mm-hmm. you, not yeah. an if-then. And so. with that, you know, this is Gary was saying that, you know, God wants it, but he doesn't need it. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the Gospels we see that— He created it, us. Yeah, and if they don't if, we, if they don't praise me, the rocks are going to cry out. You know, yeah. like, like something's going to praise him. Yeah. They don't, yeah. He doesn't have to have it, but something is yeah. because he's God. Because he, it just simply is glorious. He exactly. You know, glory is yeah. his nature, yeah. so there's, it's not— some it's not a characteristic that we give him it's a characteristic of who he already yeah. is and in this entire you know grace mercy forgiveness all all of these different um adjectives the reason they're expressed in the new testament is because of the the counter that the gospel message is to the ancient near eastern um principle of the uh, called the retribution the retribution principle. Have, have we talked about this? I don't think here before. we have. So the retribution principle, you, you brought up Job. It, the, the book of Job is a refutation in itself of this principle. And it's this notion that if you do good, you receive good. If you receive bad, it's because you did bad. That mm. 
good things happen to good people, bad things happen to bad people, and that's <laughs> it's just this cosmic reality. The righteous will prosper and the wicked will suffer. Exactly. And and it's something that you see, you know, the pro- proverbs talks about it, you know, psalms talk about it, you know, God um, make the wicked suffer, make the righteous uphold the righteous, you know. It it's a principle that you do see in the Old Testament, but Judaism is completely different. And the Old Testament and and specifically Christianity that's found in the New Testament are completely different from the cultures and religions of the world because it's centered on this fact that I have to sacrifice, I have to worship, I have to do good in order for me to receive good. That everything you do creates cosmic ripples Mm. and jesus comes and says listen you can't do enough good it's not possible Mm. there's nothing you can do to earn forgiveness there's nothing you can do to weigh to even out the cosmic scales so i'm doing it for you and so grace mercy and forgiveness that's found in the person of jesus and you know is provided through the trinity is really a rebuttal to this belief that good things happen to good people, bad things happen to bad people. And, and you know, the Old Testament makes mention of this, but even in the Old Testament, you see that Israel and Yahweh were trying to fight this philosophy. And, you know, David says, God, why why is this happening to me? Why are my enemies lording it over me? You know, he, he laments all the time in, in the Psalms, and he does that in saying, you know, I, I realize this, that this principle cannot be true, that, you know, I act good, but I receive bad, and wicked people act bad and receive good, so there has to be something that tips the cosmic scales, and God says there is, it's my son who overflows my goodness through his grace and extends all of this because he sees your pitiful nature Mm -hmm. and he gives you forgiveness through those two things i feel like there's no better word to describe human nature than just pitiful pitiful (laughs) i I think it's a good word you just said that (laughs) and i just feel like there's no better way to describe that's just such a good description and i mean honestly we are pitiful and like i mean i look at christian and i just see pitiful you know i mean I <laughs> like a little puppy dog in a trash can you know just help imagine me. if like uh, uh we we went up to people and you know how you always just walk up to someone and say how are you doing hey how's it going yeah. pitiful. Pitiful. pitiful i think that's gonna be my new people answer. be like uh okay see ya i think that's gonna be my new answer hey man how you doing pitiful have you ever, have you read uh with judas, a smile on my face have you, like have you read judah smith's book uh, uh, how's your soul uh-huh. i don't know how to read okay say that every time. It's my tagline. <laughs> um, Once, Judah, once a Judah Smith, for those of you listening, Judah Smith is a really well-known preacher. He's kind of, um, uh, use this term loosely, uh, the Billy Graham of, of our generation. Yeah. Like He's he's really, really good. Really with, loosely. Yeah, very loosely. He's, <laughs> he's, just he's wa- good. He's he out of Washington, good. right? He's out of Washington, but he, is, he does uh, a state, really good job BC. of kind of bridging the gap between generations. Yeah, I think. He's awesome. Big Seahawks um, guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and anyway, he's, he's written a couple books. Um, one of the books is called How's Your Soul? And one of the things he said in that book is, how different would we be as Christians if instead of just walking up to someone and asking the shallow question, how are you doing? And just ex- getting the normal answer of, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm fine. If we went up and looked him in the eye and said, how's your soul? 
I imagine that if that is what be we were concerned. Exactly. I mean, if we were showed more concern over our spiritual state right. with other Christians, let's start doing that. Let's make yeah. a pact as your on the Hub podcast, and all you listeners, and you guys can choose if you want to do it or not. But <laughs> I can't decide for you. I like that. I'm gonna start yeah, asking people, and I think just be more intentional, people, and asking the deeper questions because you know, how's you're doing is it's so basic. It's a script. It's just yeah. It's, it's a just script. Especially in the south, it's automatic. You Especially know? in the south, yeah. Yep. I mean, like, it's, it's now New York. You ain't gonna say how you doing. You just yeah, gonna walk you, past them. Yeah, get out my way. Yeah, you, know? you might say, hey, <laughs> get out of the way. Joey right? Tribbiani is going. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's like Southern hospitality. I mean, it's just like, hey, how's it going? You and, know, like, an automatic uh, response, even if you're having a terrible day, you can have the worst day of your life. I'm fine. Good. Yeah. <laughs> you and you know someone's hurting when they're like, eh, I'm fine. I'm okay. My, you, know, uh, you know someone's in pain when they say that. We're doing a new sermon series at at our church where we're. Um, we just about right at the start of COVID, we had our elders had met together and we had redesigned our vision and mission, and we never did our sermon on it because COVID hit. Um, and so we're now just doing our mission ser- series, um, and we're going over each directive. And one of our directives that we met together and said is that we want to be a church that shares what we have and carries the burdens of other people. Mm. Now, that isn't possible on a spiritual level if you don't actually show concern for yeah. your your fellow believers and saying, you know, what are you struggling with? What are you having a difficult time with? There has what to are be you a having anxieties involved. over? Yeah, yeah, you have to, to look at people with, with the the merciful eyes of God and saying, man, I I want to see your pitiful side. And we all have a homeless person in a box within us, within our within our being. And we like to hide that box. We like to hide that picture. We don't want anyone to see that. We're ashamed of that. But that isn't going to go away unless we're willing to say, yeah, man, I'm struggling with this. Yeah, you, I, I, I want to be open. I want you to look at me with merciful eyes. Um, but for some reason, I, I think Christians struggle with allowing God to look at them with merciful yeah. eyes. Yeah, I think it's funny. We had, of course, we do our Wednesday night live on church at church uh, at my church right now online. Obviously, Wednesday night live is live online, but it's Wednesday night live. Yeah, yeah. live from Jamestown, live from New York. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so we and I, we talked about this a little bit. I kind of brought up the idea. It's like you know, it's really odd that human nature is like, let me hide my shortcomings. Because, like, we can look around us and we can see other people's shortcomings. Like, I can see where other people need help in their lives. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, and I'm sure they can see mine, too. But it's funny that we try to hide those and we try to, like, you know, oh, everything's good. When in reality, you've, like, fallen apart on the inside. Yeah. It's really interesting to um, see how humans do that. And I don't know what it is uh, other than just maybe we're pitiful and yeah. we're just so, you know, pitiful that we're, like, afraid to show that. We're pitiful. I don't. I don't know I how think we're that afraid works. To show, we're afraid to talk about it. Yeah, because we don't want to be. We don't want to be shame. looked at as an yeah shame. Like we don't want to look at as inferior. A, yeah. uh, and I think that's why the maybe the extra question or you know as Gary was saying, how's your soul? Not just how you doing. Yeah. But how like or, really you know, how you doing? How, how are you really doing? Yeah. Yeah. How, and I, really I think doing? if you ask that second question uh, and, and show that intentionality, people are they're gonna probably I, tell you more junk about their life. And I think part of it is as a culture, we're we're so like. Let's go. Let's go. Next thing, yep. you know, like, let's go. So we almost don't even feel like we have time to talk to each other because it's yeah, like, we, I'll call you later, you know, or like, and then you, there's Garrett dropping his ring. <laughs> back I mean, to literally back. every episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I, where I play with a ring too on latex. So if I drop it, <laughs> you'll never know. 
But I think I think as a culture we we have just become so fast paced and fast moving that we almost have like forgotten that we're supposed to interact with other humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I'm, that's obviously not like no, universal. Right, yeah. I, it's not everybody, but there's a large majority. Yeah. You know, someone might pop in the office and hey, how's it going? Like how are you? I'm good. I, I'll you know I'll talk to you later. Like I gotta go. I gotta go to the yeah. store. You know whatever. Because I gotta go back to wherever. Part of that is like you have a job yeah. and sometimes you have requirements, but. I think that's, you know, it's almost like you have to like, hey, let's set a meeting a week yeah. in advance to talk about. Cause, yeah, because there's... And there, that's good. It is, but, but there's just a big lack of mercy. Yeah. There's this lack of compassion that, you know, we're not caring for people like Christ cared for us. Uh, I was listening to a pastor, it was probably a few months ago, and uh, one of my favorites, Levi Lusco, he said, uh, uh, when people asked him, he was doing a sermon series on some kind of along the same idea of what we're talking about, and... Uh, he had mentioned that that when he's going to start, like when people start asking him, uh, "Man, how are you?" Ah, uh, just busy. You know, that's kind of a common. Yeah. Like, hey, how you doing? Ah, oh, I'm busy. Like other than doing good, people's like, ah, oh, just busy. Like, is yeah. everybody in the world really busy? So he he says this. He goes, you know, even if I am busy, I I'm not going to say I'm busy anymore. Yeah. And does that make sense? Like, yeah. like he's like, no, hey, sure. instead of saying I'm busy, he's like, oh no, things are going good. Or if somebody asks you, hey, are you busy? I got some things going, but I'm I'm doing good. I got some time to do yeah. stuff. And I think changing that mind, I think our mindset is constantly like, um, we always think we're more busy than we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by thinking we're more busy than we are, we start to think on ourselves more. And when we start to think on ourselves more, we're not as compassionate as we yep. should be. And when we don't show mercy and then, you know, it just goes downhill from there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I think it's a good thought. You know, I think just it. A thought. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, and and by saying yeah. you're by saying I'm busy, you're indicating yeah. you don't have time for that person. So, Mike, you know, you're, you're moving in a new house. You yeah, man, full time job. Are I'm you bu- busy? I'm busy. <laughs> I'm busy. No, um, no, man, I got a couple irons in the fire. You know, not too yeah. much. You know? Everybody's always like, I got so much going on. Yeah. Like, I, I'm I'm bad at this. I say this all the time, but come on, do you really have that much going on? Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting thought. It's like <laughs> after you, three you know, hours of TV, like, oh, are you really yeah, busy? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, like I'm already thinking. I'm talking about, to myself too. I ain't calling people yeah, out on this exactly. podcast. I'm calling I mean, myself look out. Look at us. We sit here and talk to microphones <laughs> for an hour at a time. You know, no, I'm just kidding. At uh, one point, uh, we had mentioned earlier is uh, Garrett was talking about as we look at grace and we look at mercy and tying it in, uh, you know, to forgiveness. There has to be, and Garrett, you were saying this, and I, and I wanted to plug it in, and then we went down another way. Uh, but there has to be mercy and grace to have forgiveness. Would you agree with that? That, that, that I, there has to be. Uh, you can't just have forgiveness without mercy. To have divine deg- forgiveness. Yeah. Um, I, I think you can show forgiveness to someone else without mercy or grace, but you're doing it out of. Well, I an underlining think, hope for benefit to have divine mercy and yes, grace. Yes. God shows mercy, shows mercy and grace through His forgiveness. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Because, like, with a businessman, uh, you know, if he forgives the debt of one of um, his clients or something, mm-hmm. or whatever it might be, somebody that that owes him, he can do that. You know, as we talked about, like, and write it off on taxes. Exactly. You know, that's not, he's getting gain out of it. That's why I bought a house. But like a a true, (laughs) you writing it off on taxes. Yeah. This is, this is our youth room, our new youth room. uh, Housing. This is my office. (laughs) You know, you can, never mind. Um, (laughs) That'll be on our tax podcast. Yeah, that'll be on our tax podcast, April 15th. Um, (laughs) Y'all come and join us. Hopefully the IRS doesn't listen. 
But yeah, there needs uh, <laughs> for true forgiveness. There has to be this compassion, uh, and there has to be this mercy, as, as we've talked about. This generosity that that you're doing it out of the abundance of what's in your heart. Um, you know, we think about in Ephesians, uh, Paul talks about the abundance and the riches of God, uh, and I think about God as abundant in riches. That that he's yeah. not he's never running out of anything. You know, he can speak it and it can come into existence. He he doesn't he doesn't need anything. He his supply never runs low. Like yeah. like you know, we we run low on toilet paper, but God has whatever he needs, you know, at all times. Yeah. And out of that abundance, he's able uh, to give us grace and mercy. What's some of y'all's favorite hey, let's do this. We can do one of your favorite stories of grace in your own life or one of your favorite stories of grace in the Bible. Yeah. Are we gonna get to mercy? Yeah, we'll do mercy too. We'll do okay. mercy and grace. Because I was gonna say I got a passage about mercy. I think you, you can do uh, mercy cool. first. Yeah. Yep. Well, just a passage I was just reading and, and uh, reminded of in James two. Of course, he he starts James two and he, um, he's talking about rich and poor and saying love all people. Don't don't look at someone based on what they have and and compare them to each other. Um, and he goes through and he's you know listen my dear brothers and sisters and and. Love your neighbor the same as you love yourself. If you obey this law, you're doing right. And then fast forward to James 2, um, verse 13. Uh, yes, you must show mercy to others. If you do not show mercy, then God will not show mercy to you when he judges you. But the one who shows mercy can stand without fear before the judge. Um, and we even see Jesus kind of describe that. You know, you, you the way you treat the least of these is, is how you've treated me. And that's how my father will treat you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's definitely, so this would be my mercy verse, I guess, of just saying yeah. like, it's so important. And you brought this up a few minutes ago that we as humans, as Christians, especially as Christians, we should be the most merciful Oh yeah, of anyone in the world. Like the group, and, and to be honest, some would argue we're the least merciful of yeah. all. Um, and there's probably a warranted argument there. I mean, um, may not be totally true. It'd be hard to measure that, but we should be overwhelmingly and not for our gain, but because of that passage right there, right? Mm-hmm. You must show mercy to the other. If you do not show mercy, then God will not show mercy to you because of our faith uh, in, in Christ. We should be overwhelmingly merciful. We should err on the side of too much mercy. I think so. I mean, think about that. How often do we go like, well, that person's wronged me twice. I'm not going to forgive him again. You know, how many times do you forgive? Seven times? No, 77 times. Seven times 77, right? You how know, much I is think, that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and you know, I, and I'm, again, I'm like you said a minute ago, I'm preaching to myself here. You know, how often do I say, well, you know, this person has... Yeah. Like, how often do we hold grudges? You know, I, th- I think it's a big thing. Like, you know, well, we or say... Or even if we don't actively hold them, we still remember... Exactly, That yeah. one time they wronged us. We may not do it back, but we may still be yeah. a little bit, like, irked at that person because... Yeah. And I think there, there's a healthy stance of remembering, like, um, you know, if somebody hit me with their car, uh, I can forgive them. But I'm remember when they're driving down the road, I'm going to take a few extra yeah, steps. Yeah, not to like, hold it against them, yeah, but like, because well, that's, that's healthy. That's for my own health. I think, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that would be kind of my um, uh, my mercy passage. Yeah. Um, Grace, I remember one time, well, this is, you know, one of those that could be both. It kind of falls into both. One time, like I'm like you, I broke something in my house. Um and your mom's favorite vase. Yeah, well, actually, it was a a, pl- a planter like a <laughs> oh, pot yeah. that you put a plant in. We were playing <laughs> on the pool table, and we weren't playing the right way. We were we used to play a game where, um, if we had to name it, it'd be knuckle breaker. So basically, you each stand on one end of the pool table, and you have the two pockets on your side, and you try to make as many in the other person's pocket as you can. 
the other two. Oh, so yeah. you're slinging the ball hmm. across the table and like you know you're throwing it back and you're trying to hit each other. And uh, when we we met in the middle and it went and put a hole right in the bottom of the flower pot. Of course, I was like 11, 12. <laughs> I didn't really. I just turned it to the corner so where you wouldn't see the hole. Classic. But you, you, do you know what happens when you water a plant and there's a hole in the bottom <laughs> of the planter? I didn't make this connection, but water comes out of it. Oh yeah. Um, and of course, Mom was very upset when she found out because I lied and was like, "No, I didn't do it." But in the same way, like you, like you said with your father, she that was I remember a moment where um, she gave me, you know, mercy in that moment to where I should have been punished, um, mm-hmm. and I, she she chose not to because of because she wanted to exude mercy and show that. So that was my. What about you, Garrett? <clears throat> uh, a personal sorry. example of, of grace, I guess. When um, <clears throat> Isabel and I first got married, uh, she hadn't. We had she. We hadn't. She had a bunch of student loans left. Mm-hmm. Um, put it that way. And um, for since she is from Brazil, um, well, she's she, from Brazil. Yeah, <laughs> she's a missionary. She, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> to Garrett. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She came from Brazil to America personal, for Garrett's personal purpose. Personal missionary. Personal missionary. Um, well, she. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Um, student loan. Student loan yes, from Brazil. <laughs> your wife, Isabella, <laughs> from Brazil. <laughs> Because she was from Brazil, she couldn't take out um, federal loans. So the school let her um, do classes and take out loans through Johnson, but they didn't give her a diploma until she – they wouldn't give her her diploma until she paid off Johnson. Um, And she couldn't get a job. I was going to say, what you need a diploma to work. Yeah, you need a diploma to get a So she wanted to get – there was an opening here at – um, school at at Russell Springs Elementary School, and she wanted that they wanted her to apply for it and get hired on. And she said, "I, I can't. I I have um, at that point. I think we had like seventeen thousand left on her student loan. She's like, I, wow. we can't afford it. We can't pay that off right now. There's no way. Um, and so grace was extended because, and we don't know who it is to this day. The next a week later, we look at her account and there was like twenty five hundred dollars left to pay. Money and out of world. someone's overflowing generosity, they paid almost all of her debt off, and oh we were able gosh. to. So you still don't know who it was to this so day. They won't tell us. Johnson oh. said just a a, a confidential donor um, wow. paid it off, and um, this is, is this amazing. a good time to tell you it was me. Mike, <laughs> <laughs> so but out of that generosity, out of that overflowing generosity, that grace, someone should name their um, student ministry. Though. We uh, we were able to then pay off the rest of it. And if if that hadn't happened, I, we were we were struggling to eat at that point. Right? Point. Yeah. So that's crazy. Um, she was able to get a full time job in that, or a full time yeah. teaching position, which then that is know, just made it a lot easier on us. So, that yeah. is amazing. Uh, if you're listening, uh, and you are that unexpected donor, one we thank you, but uh, Christian Naylor also. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm saying... You can make saying, your check out to Campbellsville hey, University. I still, I still got some student loan debt, too. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, but that is amazing, Garrett. That is. But I, but I can work. and you know. So yeah, that diploma. was the thing. She couldn't, yeah, she couldn't use her degree until we paid off her right. degree, but we couldn't pay off her degree. Man, so I actually never knew that. Degree. I knew a lot about your all situation yeah. because we've been friends for quite a well, while. Well, it's not... I did, and I yeah. understand why you wouldn't. I mean, there's no reason for me to know that, but I... What I'm saying is that's cool. I didn't I didn't know that. You know, I'm about really to use cool. it in a sermon illustration Sunday. So that's oh, that's why awesome. I'm yeah, probably a little bit more open about it now. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was really crazy. Did you cry? It's moved us. 
No, she did. <laughs> I think I, I've cried before. Go! I've cried That's before awesome. at Grace offerings. Garrett was dancing on the table. He couldn't yeah. cry. He was so happy. Yeah. I think Garrett learned to do a backflip that day. That was probably <laughs> the day that he uh, figured out how to do a backflip. Mm, probably. No. What about you, Christian? So I shared my mercy one. Grace, I am, wow. There's just been a lot of people in my life that uh, it's been friends or uh, my family. Mm. Uh, I, I just think they've shown grace to me. Uh, it's particularly like my parents because, you know, your parents, like, they know all the bad about you. Uh, and, you know, we don't always treat our parents the way they deserve all the time. Or, uh, you know, kids give parents the hardest times. And, right. and I think just the grace that they showed me uh, and their generosity towards me, no, no matter uh, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think about my parents and their continual grace that they show me um, every single day. Even even as I've moved out of the house and been on my own for a while now, just it's still crazy that the amount of grace they show me, and that's just been an example for me that that I want to uh, that makes me want to live a gracious life even more. Yeah. One because Jesus Christ uh, showed us grace, uh, but I also got to see my parents live it out, and being able to see my parents live it out motivated me and continues to motivate me uh, to want to live that life of generosity to help others. Uh, when they don't deserve it, to, to to give to those out of the blessings that God's given me as well. Yeah. And uh, I'm still not the best at it. I'm still working on it, but um, I would be. I, I don't have a specific example that I, I can. I would be concerned if you thought you were the best. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm the best at grace. I'm the best. I'm the best. <laughs> I am. I am humbly. It's my the, middle name. <laughs> I am humbly the best at grace. Yeah. Yeah. Psych. I'm the same way as you as far as parents. Um, overwhelming for. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you all three of us can sit at this table and reflect on uh the great blessing we have of parents that we have um you know garrett's dad's a legend actually Bearcat, let me let, i found Barry. i thought of an example oh go for it um i uh when i was in high school i was in a small minor car accident and i uh, long story short i had backed up and back it up Terry. this person had come flying in and i didn't see him uh and I backed out of a driveway, and I mean, I nailed the side of their car. Uh, I didn't even see them coming up the road at all. Uh, and it put a big, huge dent in my back bumper. And I think I, I was like a junior in high school. I had just gotten my license. And, of course, I had zero moolah. Yeah. Uh, no money at all because I was playing sports, didn't work. And uh, I remember, um, of course, like I think I had enough money in the bank that it was in my savings account to take, but that would like wipe me clean. Yeah. But I remember my mom and dad saying, look, hey, this is a good lesson. Uh, just be more careful. And I remember them paying the $500 yeah. uh, for that bumper. And mm. I just thought, wow, like, <laughs> thanks. Like, I don't deserve that. Yeah, but, like, what do you, uh, it's hard to yeah. even say thanks. You're just like, man, it didn't yeah, even that meant a lot Because, like, 500 it's a lot now. But, gosh, in high school, it was, oh. like, a million dollars. <laughs> I remember thinking $100, how much that was. Because that was 50 hours of work in high school. Like, yeah. 50 hours of bailing hay, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, $100, it's not like I'd pass it up on the street exactly. but now, but it was like everything I owned back then. Yep. My, um, uh, and my, Wait, so more... you only got paid $2 an hour for bailing hay? Hold on, did I do that math wrong? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is it 50 hours? Oh, you were talking about $500. Yeah, $10 an hour. Yeah, so you said $100 <laughs> yeah. was a lot. And then I was you, about to say, man, I got ripped off. $50 yeah. an hour to make $100. Uh, I was about to go back to those farmers he, right he, now. He had the maths with two Fs. Right? Actually, one farmer was a ripoff. He only paid me $8 an hour. Oh, come on, bro. But, uh, <laughs> my, my most recent, um, just my example, uh, is there was a, a family here in Russell County 
that allowed us to live with them for a week and a half when we didn't have a home. <laughs> Man, these people the are good, legends. Um, the good Samaritan. And I think it, <laughs> I won't say who they are because, you know, it would just, it would deplete the, the gift that they gave us. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It was Garrett and Isabella. But, um, <laughs> you know, but all jokes aside, that's a great form of, of grace. You know, we, there's no reason why they, you know, they could have been like, oh yeah, there's a hotel down the road that you, you know, and they're just like, yeah, come on. Like, we got a bedroom. Uh, in the garage and you can sleep on the floor you know no i'm just kidding exactly. they gave us a legit bedroom so um but that would be my you did have to take care of our dog though so. i mean so there was a pain it was it. super stressful like <laughs> it, the dog would sleep for like two hours while they're gone and then they'd come home and it'd wake up i mean it was awful i, I don't even I actually don't know how i got through it to be honest <laughs> it was all sarcasm but you made if it. you didn't catch that listen. <laughs> yeah i mean we survived so um but yeah uh, grace, mercy, and forgiveness, man. It's good stuff. Um, worth studying more on. Go check it out. Read more. Hey, and let's finish with um, where grace, mercy, and forgiveness all intersect uh, on the cross. Mm. And, you know, you think about the example of Christ, uh, the mercy he what, showed us. What did he do? Uh, he he, uh, he died on this cross. Oh, yeah. I've heard about uh, that. Then, yeah, then you, he rose again three days later. Did you hear about snap. that? If you want a visual <laughs> depiction um, for... To, to remember, you know, the intersection of grace, mercy, and forgiveness. You know, you can use the cross as that example. You know, oh, yeah, you have for the sure. three points of the cross, and they all intersect where Jesus was hanging. Mm-hmm. And so you had to have the grace that was overflowing from God's goodness, the generosity. You had to have the mercy, his willingness to look down and see how pitiful we were. And the com- combination of those two in order to give the forgiveness that is found through Jesus. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the cross and both imagery and actuality show us the intersection of all three of those things it does. that, um, that paves the way through Christ's spirit for us to, to, um, be worthy, even though we're not worthy. Yeah. And to be forgiven, to cancel the debt, which was death, Mm. Um, that we owed it, and Jesus ultimately took on that death for us. So now we can go live it out. Yeah, yeah, I like it. So if, I love if it. you forget anything, I want some more of it. <laughs> just remember, you pitiful, and um, grace, show mercy, somebody grace and mercy and forgiveness. Yeah, I love it. Good stuff. You know, we could probably just do our own segment on just grace and just mercy and just forgiveness. We could have had our own. Yeah, each episode uh, could have probably been on only one of those. You listen yeah. to Michael Todd? Well, the point, the, the Who, big thing what, about What'd you say? Do you listen to Michael Todd? I've heard the name. He's doing like a huge series, Transformation Church. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. He's doing a big series on yep. forgiveness. Yep. I listen to one. It's really good. Yeah. Well, the the big reason why all three were together 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 the reason they were all together for this series for overlooked <laughs> is because I think we oftentimes look at just grace or we look at yeah. just mercy or we look mm. at just forgiveness and yeah. we overlook we separate them. the yeah. way that they're all yep, together while being different. I think yeah. I overlooked before this podcast. Together but different. Uh, together but separate. I overlooked them all. It's uh, good stuff. It's good stuff. All so right, let's well. go show grace, mercy, yeah. and forgiveness yeah. now. To represent the grace, mercy, and forgiveness that the Lord gives us. Absolutely. Garrett, you want to close us out in prayer, my friend? Yeah, sure thing. Father God, thank you for this time that we've had together to study you and to study the, the expression of your nature, the way that you shower your goodness upon us with your grace. You look at us in our weakness through your merciful eyes, and you forgive us of the debt that we owe. Uh, you wipe the slate clean because of all of that. And 
I just we, we are so thankful, and I just pray that for those of us that have accepted your spirit and and are living as reflections of your son, I pray that we also show that to others. Um, lift us up, Lord. Guide us and direct us throughout our days um, as we go about glorifying your name. Thank you, Lord, for your son. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen.